astrology, feng shui, tarot, crystals. We've all heard about these practices, but what does it all mean? Each week, Mom and me will dive into these topics to present them in an easy, digestible 20 minutes. From full moons to celebrity charts to even red doors, Mom and me will share personal, shocking, and wow factor stories. Welcome back to another episode of the Mom and Me Astrology Podcast. My name is Kate Wind, and I'm here with my mom, Mary Swick. Hello, Kate. Hello. Can you believe that we're in Pisces season and this is the 12th episode that we're doing where we are exploring healing modalities and we you are know, finally I've, at- I've loved this series. I have absolutely loved this series. We've met the most coolest people yeah. over this yeah. past year. Yeah, I do think it's something that we'll have to continue, but we might maybe tweak it a little bit as we start the season again with Aries next month. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I get that. I get yeah. that. So today we're exploring Pisces season and uh, most people, you know, you might know that the symbol for Pisces is two fish. And in honor of that, this is the first time that we will be having two special guests with us today um, to honor our healing um, in the moda- or, I'm sorry, healers of the Zodiac series. It's perfect, isn't it? Couldn't have asked for it better. Two fish, I, the key thing about Pisces, right, is two fish tied together, swimming in opposite directions. Yeah. And so we'll see, we'll see how this, how our guest speakers relate to that. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So when we talk about them being tethered, you know, I think a lot, a lot of times Gemini gets the rap of like being two-faced or having that duality because they're represented by the twins. But many times Pisces, I've felt like they can relate to that as well, where they might do two things that are kind of opposite, or they feel like, oh, that's a little contradictory um, because they're tethered together, but they're swimming in that opposite direction. Mm -hmm. I like meeting Pisces. They're always surprising because of you think you know them and then you find a whole other side of them, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, we all have Pisces in our chart somewhere. Today we're going to talk to two Pisces, but you know, I have Pisces in my chart, you have Pisces in your chart as well. So, so don't dismiss it if you're not a Pisces, because you've got it somewhere. If you know the glyph for it, look at your chart, see what house it's on. And that area of your chart is probably where you hold some contradictions in life. Where, you know, you may do one thing, uh, but you also do just the polar opposite as well. Right. And it can sometimes it's secrets where you hold your secrets at. Yeah. So other things that maybe Pisces are known for is they're considered like the dreamers or the creators mm -hmm. uh, when it comes to the Zodiac. And they can create some maybe mystery around their work. Oh, absolutely. They can be very generous and they can be self-sacrificing. So we have two sides that we like generous people, but right. then we don't like people that are so generous to the point that it harms them. Right. They're so generous. Right. And so that's oftentimes, you know, when you get into the healer world, right, we all want to help. We all want to give information. I certainly have been guilty of, you know, maybe overgiving on times. I'm not even a Pisces and I do it sometimes because <laughs> you want to help so much, right? You want to contribute. Right. So you have to watch that with Pisces. 
So you have an interesting thing in here about Pisces create a sense of mythology about who they are. Yeah, they do. Well, we we see it big time uh, in the States here. We have President's Day uh, here, and generally it falls in Pisces. Uh, occasionally, uh, about every seven years, it'll fall in Aquarius, but it's primarily a Piscean holiday. And we uh, mythologize our first president and our 16th president and George Washington and we talk about how never tell a lie and you know all these interesting things and then it turns out you know oh he's a slave owner by the way you know what I mean mm -hmm. so all this mythology that we've learned about what a perfect person and we've you know in elementary school in my day you know we all aspired to be as honest as George Washington and he never lied about anything um, and then, you know, then it gets, oh, there's another side to them, right? Yeah. So it's interesting that holiday falls here. And, and Abraham Lincoln falls into this day as well. And, you know, a lot of mythology about who he was. Right. We also think about Pisces, we think of like escapism. Uh, so whether they do well in like escapist environments or they are more verse or knowledgeable about addiction, um, things like drugs, alcohol, those maybe be the lower octave octaves of it, but even like spa-like environments, essential oils, things that we do um, or take to alter our mood would also be very Piscean. They, they synthesize. This is the key to every Pisces. They synthesize. They, they, they take classically, they'll take lyrics and then they put music to it. They synthesize those two things together, and all of a sudden, it's far greater than the individual components. Uh, artists do it. They take the paints. Think of an oil painter and the colors they choose, and they blend, and all of a sudden, it's incredible. That is the that is the skill of the Pisces, this blending. Yeah. Right? Well, even if we look at the other holidays that fall into Pisces season, we have two of the biggest drinking holidays. We have uh, Mardi Gras and we have St. Patrick's Day uh, that usually fall into this holiday. And so, right, that is like the idea of like that escapism as well. So like, how do they immerse themselves? Well, and yes. And, you know, we when we talk about a sign, we have to talk about the whole everyone and every side of it, the positive and maybe the underside, the shadow. Uh, and that's where that Pisces does oftentimes get get associated with the binge purge cycle. And it kind of makes sense. And maybe our guests have some thoughts on this, you know, the people binge on something and then they have to now they have to purge. Yeah. Right. So it, they, they, they very much understand that cycle of excess and then pull it back. Right. So before we bring our guest on, we have three types of Pisces that we want to discuss. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And we hope that our guests will also chime in to maybe which category they fall into. Right. Um, right. But the first one would be the healer. So this one is someone who they show a lot of empathy. They maybe work for the greater good and they empathize empathize with people who are in pain. So think of like a nurse, an energy worker, but even maybe someone that works like at a health store, or we can throw in a bartender, someone right. who empathizes with those in pain, and then maybe provides, um, you know, a service. And they, they get, they generally get up close and personal, right? They're, they, they connect to, whereas that second type is a little bit more, I'm going to call them they're, they're the, I could call them the sponge or I could call them the absorber and they can't handle it. They can't handle that's too much information. That's too much pain. That's too much drama. And they have a tendency to keep a little more arm's length 
at those issues. So maybe they're the ones that just um, make donations to charities to, to support the homeless. Or, you know, maybe they, um, uh, you know, drop weekly, make drop-offs at the Goodwill for donations. You know, so again, you're, you're, you're helping, you're assisting, you're being a good Pisces, but you're keeping everything a little bit at distance here. Right. Right. So yeah. we have that person. And again, that's oftentimes the person who says, and I, I have a lot of these people in my life, I, maybe you could do too, that say, I can't watch the news. It's too much. I have to turn it off. They just, they, they're too sensitive. Right. Right. Where it'd be like, it affects their day after seeing yeah. something. They can't. Yes, that's exactly it. Yeah. Uh, the last one would be maybe like the dreamer and they can be a little displaced, right? Where they might uh, feel like, oh, they've lost the sense of time. They lose their train of thought. Um, you know, they can be a little, of course, there can be some magic in their life <laughs> where they're very fun or they're very lucky or they survive some very unlikely scenarios. They have the uh, best stories. This type of Pisces has the best stories. You know, you think, how did you ever come back from that? How did you ever get yourself out of that situation? You know, and some of these are, are serious stories too. They're not just all funny. Yeah. But, you know. It probably could be like a little bit hard to be their friend because they might not show up on time, right? Or they might be like, oh, I totally spaced the party or. Yeah. Yeah. That's in their but own they have world. a great story of why they didn't show up, you know? <laughs> Anyhow, those are three categories. I think. I think sometimes I think maybe it's an evolution thing. True. That, you know, you could evolve from one to the other type because we have Pisces. You're mutable. Yeah. Changing. I think I both of our guests today are going to fall into the healer, the first category, but I'm assuming that they can relate to some of the other ones as well. Um, I, myself being a Pisces rising, I can absolutely see myself as the healer, but um, there are some things where I can relate to the sponge where it's just like, you know, I can see a homeless person and then like, I'm still thinking about it at dinner, you know, or where like my friends or my partner is like, what, what, like that was 15 minutes ago. And I'm like, I'm still like thinking about or what can I do or how can I, you know, help the problem? Yeah. Yeah. That's tough. That's tough. Yeah. So before we get into our guests, let's take a short break and hear from our sponsor. Hello, Mom and Me Astrology listeners. My name is Leslie Logan. You may remember me from the recent Aquarian episode. How are you? I am sure you are so excited to listen to today's Mom and Me Astrology episode, as am I, but I wanted to invite you over to listen to the Be It Till You See It podcast when you are done with this one. You can listen to it wherever you listen to podcasts. Every single week, I bring on guests like Kate Wind to share different ways we can all take messy action, ditch perfection, and be it till we see it you know, the person we want to be that we keep saying someday I will be, well, why don't we just do it right now? And so every single week, my guests share actionable steps that we can take to be it till we see it. And then my husband, Brad and I come on later in the week to discuss what we learned from that guest, share our be it pod moments and more. So join us over at the be it till you see it podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts and you can check us out on Instagram at the be it pod. Okay, welcome back. You just heard from our sponsor, Leslie Logan. So be sure to go over and give her podcast a follow. Um, as mentioned, we have two guests today in honor of Pisces season. And I'm so excited to introduce Keely and Aaron. They are best friends and they're certified homeopaths and also both Pisces. 
and they have a different take about their work. So they um, want to help you reach for the stars with your health and wellness goals. They seek to recognize and interpret the constellation of symptoms symptom patterns in your life, similar to how we as astrologers recognize and interpret the astrological aspects of your chart. Uh, Aaron is based out of Canada and Keely is based out of Austin, Texas, and they both have virtual practices and they work with clients worldwide. So even if you aren't in those areas, you can still be able to check out their websites um, and connect with them uh, virtually. So with that said, thank you ladies so much for being here. We're excited to hear about your practice and explore your charts. Thanks. It's super exciting to be here. We're thrilled. Yay. Yeah, thanks so much for having us. Yeah. Lovely. So Erin, I'll start with you. If you want to introduce yourself, just so everyone can start to like um, recognize your voice. <laughs> so when we go through them, um, because it is our first time with two guests, I want to make sure that uh, the guests can also distinguish who's speaking and maybe um, a little bit about yourself. Yeah, for sure. So I'm Erin Ellis and I'm um I'm based in Canada in Saskatchewan actually. Um I been uh yeah, I got into homeopathy. Um you know, I finished schooling three and a half years ago, but I took a long time to do the schooling and I'd been seeing a homeopath for over 25 years and so what ha when it was time for career change, because um, I was in the restaurant and service industry for a very long time, okay. um, when it was time for a career change, I thought, well, what should I do? And I, I couldn't get healing in, out of my mind. So then I started thinking, well, what, what, what type? And I thought, well, you know, it's right, been right after exploring many, many options. I thought it's been right in front of me all along. The one that healed me the most, homeopathy. So that was kind of how it started. That's pretty that. impressive. 25 years. Wow. To, you know, you, you've had a, a, you know, you, this has been a long time coming, right? Yeah. Right. That you've been knowledgeable and you practicing, I assume. And wow. And finding results. Yeah. yeah. That, you know, 25 years with the same, seeing the same homeopath. So, you know, learning from, from experiencing, I think mm -hmm. at that point, and then, and then dabbling and then, then formalized education. Yeah. yeah. Fabulous. And fabulous. What about you, Keely? Yeah. So um, my experience is yeah, pretty much the opposite. Okay. Um, <laughs> I was okay, introduced to Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, introduced to homeopathy while I was pregnant and with the birth of my first daughter. And this is how a lot of people do get into homeopathy this way, because during that time when you're, when you're pregnant, right, your choices for conventional medicine are more, more limited. Um, and so you start questioning what you're putting in your body, et cetera. So I had my daughter and after afterwards, the midwife put some Arnica on her head and I was like, what is that? Um, I need to know more. And then I started using some teething tablets with my daughter and they were working and I was like, what is this stuff? I had no idea. Um, and I just got online and I started looking at schools and there's only a couple of times in my life where this has happened, where I felt like a, like the energy at my back. And so I signed up for a course. I'd never seen a homeopath. Um, had never really taken a remedy myself. I just used them with my kids. Um, and then I heard the first lecture and that was it. But I had never seen a homeopath. They were like fairies or something. I'm like, I've never heard of these. I don't know if they exist for real, but I'm, I'm signing up for this. And it just all, it all felt right. And that started my path. And so how long ago was that for you? It was about 10 years ago, 10 years ago. Okay. And so because you guys are best friends, like I have to ask, like, how did you guys meet? Because we're talking Canada and the US, right? So I didn't see any overlap there with um, like location. 
we right. met at school. Oh, really? Oh, at the school. Oh, mm -hmm. fabulous. Okay. So we, we attended the school of homeopathy, which is in, um, which is in England. And as, um, distance learners, there's, um, a summer school, uh, residency that, that you attend. Um, so that was our, our opportunity to go to this. It was very magical. I have to admit, um, that just that the way that the house looked, I mean, it felt like, it kind of felt like we were in Harry Potter and then just discussing the remedies and meeting all these fabulous people from around the world. And, yeah, you're like dealing with magic, like the lotions and potions and mixing. Yeah, <laughs> like oh, that is really cool. It was beautiful, and the timing was amazing that we ended up there in the same year because it didn't need to be. There was wiggle room on which year, and and for me, it was I had an elderly dog who had you know finally had passed on, so I I, I was able to travel again. And Keely's kids were well, her she just had her daughter at the time, but she was just old enough she could leave her. So. We both ended up there in the summer, same summer. So very last minute again, where I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. Need to go in a week. Oh, my <laughs> God. that is cool. I love it. I love it. Wow. So wow. Um, Keely and Aaron are one day apart, right? But nine years, one day, nine years. Yeah. One's born on March 14th and one's born on March 15th. So I say that because if anyone's listening and they have, they know someone on March 14th or 15th, this little section we're going to do, they might learn something about themselves as well. So um, Keely's son sits at 23 degrees of Pisces mm -hmm. and her son goes into this idea about um, identifying with a cause and then being able to get behind an idea, a product or a service. So this doesn't suggest someone who just like, oh, I, you know, I work a desk job or, you know, like I'm okay with that. Like, I would think when you get into something, it's like, okay, I encompass that, right? I, I eat, breathe and live it. I promote it. I talk about it. And it does give her a lot of knowledge about frequencies, about vibrations, radio waves, essential oils, all these things that aren't necessarily tangible. Um, it could also make her very good at technical skills as well. Um, like being more compatible with technology or understanding, you know, how things go together and the cause and effects of them. Yeah. And she's a risk taker as well. That, that again, if you're born on March 14th, you might relate to this uh, 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 theme in your life. And you know what this is again, you don't sound like a revolutionary Keely, but your chart does have something about like, I, I need to break out. I need to get out of this. I need to. So there's some sort of breaking out theme that you have in your life. And I don't know if you, it's because you come from a staunch belief in traditional medicine and then you're the person branching out, going off into homeopathy, but there's something about you sense when things get limiting around you. And there's usually some sort of um, breakout that occurs as a, as a result. And it's, it's a good thing. It's a good thing. It's, it's generally very more of a communal energy, wanting to share, be more open. Uh, so that's a theme that goes with it as well. It may not apply directly to what you do for a living, but it, it's also kind of embedded with that birth date that you have. Yeah. Also her son is about managing the health of someone or like learning about disease. Um, so obviously we can see or hear how you do that now, but because that is a lifelong theme, it's very possible that, uh, you know, you were exposed to something like that at a young age. It was in the home growing up um, because it's at that 23 degrees. It is possible too, that around the age of 23 uh, that you were learning about health or concerned about your health or the health of someone else. Mm -hmm. I think one of the cutest things about it is, you know, their sons sit at different degrees, but 
uh, they both have this theme in their son about needing a sidekick. So feeling lost without, (laughs) um, and just the fact that, you know, we have two best friends on the podcast together, uh, definitely encompasses it, but again, it's a lifelong theme. So you might feel like, oh, I had a sibling growing up that really felt like a sidekick or, you know, like you, you had a best friend from even younger a pet, a pet. yeah. <laughs> this is a classic one of having a dog that you take to the grocery store or you know go you take out driving with you you know yeah a real need to have that sidekick energy yeah it's cute and you both have a different version of it but keely clearly has it in in looking at her chart yeah so did, can we could we just ask keely if this makes some sense to her what we've said so far yeah it really does um the the breaking out theme is something that's always been with me. Um, it's very easy for me to feel kind of hemmed in. Um, and I would say in homeopathy, like when you're going in for a, a consultation, one of those things we're looking for is that that inner state and that breaking out is part, I can say, is part of my inner state where I really am like, I want to, I, I don't want to be defined by these boundaries. There's something about it. Um, and I I want my independence. I want to do it my own way. That said, um, I did spend uh, quite a bit of time in corporate um, and in tech. I was in user experience. So there is that side of things as well. Um, So that's quite the transition uh, into homeopathy. But again, it felt right and felt like I needed to sort of uh, break out of the mold. Um, And most of the jobs that I enjoyed were ones that even if they were more structured, I had um, creativity within that structure. Well, Kate, I got to just stop her there because I know I'm ahead of myself a little bit, but when I looked at her chart, I thought she's corporate. You came from, and I, but I thought, I looked at your age, I thought, well, she's pretty young and have been in corporate already, but this is a corporate chart very strongly. It doesn't mean that you're limited to it, but you can always go there. If you, if you want to go back, you can always go back there, but also the idea of even aligning yourself with corporations, you know, it works, you know, or as sponsors or things of that nature. So I love it when you said that, because I thought, oh my gosh, you know, you, sometimes you look at a chart and you see things and they go, well, that doesn't make sense. Look how old she is. She's already been in the corporate world. Now she's in this. Yeah. Well, it's so interesting because I didn't grow up with um, corporate, like parents in, in, in corporate. Um, and I didn't grow up with natural medicine either. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. But, she broke, out, but she, she broke out, but she broke out. She did. And it's funny because Keely is my tech support. Okay. <laughs> so oh. When you said that, I thought that makes sense. Yeah, 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 exactly. Exactly. Oh, how funny. How funny. Well, let's compare that then with Aaron's son. Yes. So Aaron yes. was born on March 15th. So if you were, if you're listening, you were also born, born on March 15th, you would share the same sun sign as well. She also has a small theme in her son as well about like support staff or so being or attracting that sidekick. Um, so again, we said that that they both shared that, which is super cute just because of being best friends. You know, I'd like to insert this thing about her moon being in Leo. We didn't mention uh, Keely. She had a moon in Scorpio, mm-hmm. which is the analyst, the detective, the, I'm going to figure this out. But Erin's got her moon in Leo, and that's a little bit more of a showmanship, generally with a more of a need or comfort with let me go to that group and talk to them today about what I'm into or something where you might, again, I don't, 
you'll have to give me a good example of this because something that you might do on the spot with somebody that you, they're not expecting you to do. I, I would go back to something like, well, let me muscle test you for that. Something like in my world, my experience, you know, like you would do it just, oh, let me test your arm right now and, and do it in front of everybody and kind of surprise people with how you perform, how you can do this. I can watch you do this and it's effective. You relate to the performer? Absolutely. I, you know, I, I definitely have that streak. I, I always blamed my grandfather for it, but maybe oh. I can blame my son degree instead <laughs> now, but the, uh, I, I'm not afraid to be the life of the party. I couldn't, I can, I can thrive with in, in group settings. I don't tend to get nervous in group settings, which I think, right. I think leads me to be the person who will explain something. If, if, you know, if someone asks a, a question, other people who might be performance shy, don't jump in. So then mm -hmm. that might lead me to be a little bit more of the person who is going, okay, well, you know, if it feels like this or this, you might want to use Arnica cream or, yeah. you know, kind of yeah dip into advice you know the details of the homeopathy or whatever yeah well I would also be curious if if you cut if you know how to cut people off <laughs> like meaning like I think you reveal the truth about people you see people for who they truly are and I think when because you're able to see that you can just like cut things off or you can throw out elements that no longer serve a purpose that you might have that ability to just be like okay that ends here Interesting. I, I have trouble ending conversations and cutting okay. people off in that way. No, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Yes. No, not necessarily conversations, but I think like, because you can see things for the truth, you know, I think it might be easier for you to walk away or some people might like be rethinking it or see like, you know, cause being like, well, maybe, you know, you gaslight yourself. Well, maybe I over, I overthought that, or maybe I, it was just a one-off. I think you have the ability to really see what's happening. Right. That's, that's actually really interesting. Cause for most of my life, I, I've thought of myself as relatively almost gullible. Like it, it takes a lot for me to walk away from someone, but I find I'm growing more and more into that where I'm trusting that inner knowing and going, no, that actually doesn't resonate. I, I can do with less of it. And then finding a way to just put a little distance in. So I think I'm growing into that trait, maybe. That's good. That's well, good. that March 15th birthday is associated with that idea of on some level, again, I'm going to use some strong words here, but bullied or pushed or heavily manipulated. And then at some point, and for you, I would think have been around age 25, that you might have said, wait a minute, I don't need to take this. I don't need to put up with this. So it's another way of saying what Kate was saying is that you push it off and go like, I see what's going on here. I'm out of here or I, I, I'm leaving. I'm exiting. But it's, it's finding the truth that that is a dominant theme in your chart. Yeah, right. Interesting. Yeah. And I think that that is partly partly what makes me a good practitioner is mm -hmm. the ability to see the truth in what someone's saying. I can tell mm -hmm. where they're trying to fudge me because they they think it's you know, what, what they're supposed to say or the image yes. they want to present yes. and where there's really something to it. So I think that that serves me in that way. Cause that's, I mean, that's largely what we do is talk to people and try and hear their inner truth and then figure out how to heal from there. Yeah. And a real subtle difference, I think Kate is between uh, the two is that um, uh, your chart, Erin uh, has this, like you embrace your individuality and that kind of does separate you just doing that. 
Whereas when we look at Keeley's chart, she just senses the walls are closing in on her and there's a need to get out, so to speak. So it's, it's just a, it, there's some similarities there. Again, these are two Pisces born a day apart. Um, and so we just wanted to take some time to do that since we had the opportunity with two of you Pisces to say they're not all identical. They do start taking on individual flavors, so to speak, uh, depending upon the day. Yeah. Other things that stood out um, in Keeley's chart, she has zero planets in earth signs. Mm -hmm. And we usually say when there is a lack of something in the chart that there can be an overcompensation for it in our kind of our physical life. And so Keely might be very focused on creating that financial security, uh, building security, because she's overcompensating for no earth, which is that groundedness, right? And so that could make you very successful at taking something that most people think like, oh, can you make any money doing that, right? People say that about astrology too. Like, oh, well, do you make any money doing that, right? And you say, no, I, I created a business out of it because you do have that drive to create security. And I could add, it doesn't make you selfish. So it's not a matter of, this isn't a hoarding energy. Like I get more money, more money, more money. This is actually quite generous that you do, you do like security. You do a great deal to create security. But then again, you can be generous but then you will work just as hard again to restore your base. It's a, it's a, you know, it's, it's generally a, a good placement for being in business. Yeah. Um, she yeah, also, that, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, please. I was going to say that that's really interesting. I mean, grow when I, when I was in my twenties, I thought that I didn't, I didn't really need security. I didn't want security. I just wanted to be creative. Um, but I didn't grow up with a lot of security in the form of assets that we might think about. Um, so went into corporate and kind of the last area I was working on, I was actually working on financial software for, um, financial advisors to help them manage their clients' accounts. So very different from any world that I grew up in. And sometimes I'd look around the room and be like, how did I get here? Um, but it was such a great experience for me to learn and sort of take that, you know, take control for myself and create my own security. Oh, that's great. Yeah, that's excellent. Great. Yeah. I'd like and to I, add as well, this it, part of. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no sorry. I was just going to say, it makes so much sense to, to me. <laughs> you see it. It makes it with Keely because she's the one when we talk about these sorts of things, she's the one who says, yes, but how is it sustainable? Let's make sure we're, we're sustainable. We're still going to be afford to be in practice in a few years because we, you know, so it's, it's a lovely, yeah. Sometimes it's the best when friends listen in on consults because the the outsiders can see it so clearly <laughs> where when we someone's talking about ourselves, we're like, I really have to think, sit with that or think about how have I done that? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, Keely also has Pluto squaring her ascendant. Um, so this would suggest someone who has the ability to walk others through crises and transitions. And you know, Pluto is also associated with power and money. So you could absolutely have experiences where you say like, oh, I worked for XYZ or, you know, I can't talk about all the insider knowledge that I know because Pluto is powerful. It's like knowing uh, the underbelly of a company or knowing secrets or knowing confidential information. And that goes to the client that goes to into the medical world as well. Pluto rules the invasive questions, whatever. And again, you know, I mean, maybe we should take a second here just to clarify how invasive is a homeopath? Oh, that's a great question. You know, do you ask, do you have to reveal a lot about your body or, you know, can you 
assess it because you're doing everything remotely, right? We're doing everything remotely. And um, because we are we are not physicians now in some countries and even in the U.S. there are some homeopathic physicians. We're not doing a physical exam. So what we're really doing is we're talking to you, but this is your opportunity to talk about both physical symptoms and mental and emotional symptoms and kind of what's going on in your life altogether. We don't often get that opportunity. I know that's something awesome about astrology too, right? When you're looking at the chart, you're bringing it all together. So you're getting this holistic look, but we are, we are asking you questions and, and sort of trying to get a little bit past the conscious mind to the subconscious to figure out what's, what's driving, um, what's driving this person. What is that state like? And that can be invasive, especially for people who are a little more closed um, because it does require sharing um, about yourself. Yeah. And I'm assuming you need, you know, like how to ask the questions because I'm assuming some people aren't, like you said, honest at first, or they might be giving a a scenario where that they think that's what you want to hear. They think that's what they should be saying. So you're probing sometimes, I would think, to get out the correct information. Well, they both so have dominant exactly. Plutos in their chart. You know, uh, Keely has it squaring the ascendant. Aaron has Pluto on the ascendant. This is like someone who wants to get to the bottom. I want <laughs> to get to the, to the to the solution. You know, it's not somebody who's superficial, put this cream on, you'll feel better type of thing. No, why is that rash showing up? what's going on they dig deeper under the surface they're both i mean you both are coming at it probably from a little bit different manner but you have that ability to be very therapeutic pluto wants to remove the the bad seed so to speak where is this coming from let's detoxify or whatever language you might use to get to the bottom of it Mary, you just described homeopathy. Let's get to the bad seed and get the root, get at the root. Where is this coming from? Let's help you heal at that deep level. It's exactly it. We we often talk about how um, you really need to have a touch of Sherlock Holmes in you to be a great homeopath because it is- Both have it. (laughs) Yeah, and it's not just that homeopaths say this all the time. You're really a part to half detective, half healer because it's figuring that out. Wow. And Sherlock needed a sidekick, right? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> well, you know, um, we're not done talking about Keely's chart, right? Because Ke- Keely has Chiron opposing her moon. Yeah. That's a huge one. Um, you'll get a kick out of this because that means alternative practitioner. A Chiron moon opposition means somebody who's going to go outside you know, the parameters outside the way that we've done it for hundreds of years, and we're going to look for something different. Unfortunately, that can make you feel like an outsider. Yeah. And that can be feeling alone, feeling separate, feeling, does any, is anyone listening? So you have, you have to balance that out. You're in, I assume you've come to reckon with that. Yes. I mean, just telling people, hi, I'm a homeopath. That's, (laughs) that can make you feel like an outsider. I'm sure, you know, astrology is much more accepted today. um, But I'm sure you still have those moments where it's like, oh, I've got to explain what I do. Or if you're like, I'm a, I'm a tarot reader, right? Yeah. Oh, it can (laughs) shut the room down real fast. Yes. (laughs) With that Chiron moon, uh, she might have a great empathy for animals, uh, trees. Of course, we talked about alternative protocols, but um, I would think you need to be in nature with that Chiron moon. And if we talk about from a physical standpoint, you know, because it is about 
like being supported, sometimes that can play out in the physical body with ailments such as issues standing or walking. And those can be simple things like, oh, I'm prone to ingrown toenails, right? And then it like, I walk a little bit with a limp or uh, you might say I have to wear special shoes. Um, it could result as well, like issues like with knees, things where you don't feel quite supported in your physical body because it's just manifesting from how we've felt from maybe the outside or situations and environments that we've been put in. Isn't that a great idea? That literally you may walk different because you think differently. Yeah. So I'm thinking, how does that, how does that play out? Because I find that I'm generally like pretty sturdy um, and, and somewhat athletic. Um, but I'm always, whenever I, I see any sort of body worker, the first thing they will tell me is like, either your, you know, your, your hips or your pelvis is tilted or you have a leg length discrepancy. And then they do some work and usually they come to the conclusion that it's, oh, the pelvis was, you know, misaligned. One side was hiked up, but I think that's where, where it plays out. Even just your awareness of that, you know, most people wouldn't even have awareness of that. So, right, right, right. Well, I want to jump over to Aaron's chart because I have a question for you, Aaron. And again, um, you've heard of Mercury retrograde, I'm sure. Well, it was happening when you were born. So you were born under Mercury retrograde. And where it happened was in the sixth house. And I'm just really curious, um, maybe, first of all, this generally means someone who comes at knowledge in a different way. Maybe you learn it in a different manner than most people do. I mean, if I said, go read this chapter, you might go like, you know, I have to, I have to read it out loud or, you know, you, I may need someone to talk it out with me. So maybe a different learning style, but many times this is where you may have been um, uh, misdiagnosed on some level. And I was curious if you had a story at all about being misdiagnosed or uncovering something, you know, like way, like decades later to find out, oh, that's what it was. Do you, does that storyline relate to you at all? Uh, because it, Mercury retrograde in the sixth house generally means people who ask, why? Why did that happen to me? Why did I have to go through that? So it's a, it's a confusion thing. Right. So yeah, I don't know about a misdiagnosed, but figuring, figuring out the real reason behind years later, that resonates like there's, you know, and I think that, you know, partly being in the kind of field we're in now where answers are different. Sometimes it's, it it looks at it more holistically. Oh, but what were your emotions at the time? Oh, but you know, what was your, you know, what else was happening in life when that happened? And so kind of seeing things in the larger picture and usually that makes more sense to me. So it's maybe not that the original thing was incorrect, but it never made sense Mm -hmm. to me. So then once I can make sense of it, I can heal it. I see. So you use it as a tool with your clients. Yeah, I think. And with myself and with them. Yeah, absolutely. It just suggests that maybe, maybe it comes, you you use it. I don't know, somehow maybe you stand out different that how how you get to the answer. There's a hook there of some sort. I think that could be, is that coming to things in a slightly different way, figuring it out in a slightly different way. You know, I've always felt that that I'm a little bit off 
off the tempo of everyone yeah. else in lot. Like sometimes when people are having like a high, oh, everyone else around me is hibernating and I'm like ready to have a party or the other way around, you know? Yeah. So that's sort of. <laughs> it can feel like you're out of step. That's exactly yeah. it. You just yeah. described my whole life. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know what? I don't know if you listened to our, our thing when we talked about Aquarius, but we call them disruptors. And you're not an Aquarius, you're a Pisces but your Mars squares Uranus in your chart. And that usually means somebody who is the disruptor, the one that doesn't, I don't know, file in, in, in the single line, you know, <laughs> uh, you may be doing it a little bit differently. You may be skipping, you may be, you know, walking hand in hand with somebody else instead of single file. Your Mars squaring Uranus says you do come from a different perspective and it's a disruptive energy. Again, it can be, um, very innovative and exciting and for some people it could be very irritating that you just don't fall in line that's a theme Uh, in the chart interesting and absolutely and i think that really resonates again with the with the career choice um because the people who show up and want to 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 explore homeopathy with you and and heal homeopathically they they're willing to, for you to kind of go, okay, but you know, well, what was happening at the time? Well, you know, forget about your left toe, you know, tell me about your grandma and your relationship <laughs> with her or, or all those things. Cause you mentioned that where, whereas the people who don't want to, then you feel, re- they feel really out of tune with you. You know, you can't just bring it up to people who don't want to hear it. Cause then there is that clash where they think, wow, you're not, you're not coming at this from an angle. I understand. So what would, what would someone just contacting you for the first time, what, what would be, what should be their expectation? Or again, I assume you set up an appointment. I'm assuming. Yeah. You know, both Keely and I offer these, these sort of free, free clarity calls. We call them because homeopathy is unusual. People don't, people don't know them, know what it is. So we offer the, these sort of calls to just answer their questions and, and get them comfortable. And then the first appointment is usually about two hours where you say, okay, wow. what, what are the main things you're here for? And then we, we say, okay, now, great. Now let's start exploring those in detail. And then we, you know, it tends to be a lot of tangents and what else was happening at that time. You know, I, I was listening to some old episodes in the last little bit, and there was one that you mentioned that with feng shui, one of you mentioned it in regards to feng shui, that if there's something, you know, a piece of art on the wall that's distinctive, you might ask the question, what else was happening at that time? Yes. And we ask that question all the time. What else was going on? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I love that. Very interesting. Very interesting. Well, well, one other thing too about Aaron's chart is, you know, she has Saturn opposing Neptune and mm-hmm. Neptune is the healing work right? But Saturn does bring structure to it. So even though we talked about your chart, being a disruptor, you maybe yeah. being a little out of step, you do know how to bring structure to that artistic world. That's a good you know, and I said a little, something a little similar in Keeley's chart as well, where, you know, some people are like, oh, oh, I'm an artist. And so you assume like they might not show up on time or they might be a little flaky, right? Or you might have a call and, oh, it's not going to necessarily start on time, but there's some fluidity there. And that Saturn really sets you up for success saying you know how to put structure around it so whether you have you know your calendar you have to have an appointment at nine o'clock i'm calling them right at nine o'clock or i'm making money or i have distinct prices or a menu around those it does allow you to create a business out of the arts even though you shared you haven't done that your whole life but you can be, bring structure to those intangibles 
Yeah, that, that, again, that makes sense. And I think that's something Keely and I share probably in slightly different ways, but we both, we both are find that people resonate when we bridge the gap between their sort of more the spiritual or deep emotional exploration aspect to the healing and the very physical, like the very aches and pains and, right. and the science aspect. It really is a science and an art, what we do. And we both are found ways to bridge that gap for people to, to connect those two things. So I think that kind of sounds, yeah. And then there, there's practical too. Yeah. So I think there might be one question that people have at this point in listening um, is that how do the two of you work together? So if I call you, I'm going to call Aaron or I'm going to call Keely, right? Or do, or do you assess someone and say, well, you'd be better with Keely or you'd be better with Aaron? How do you actually work together? Because now you don't have an office together per se, right? No, we don't. And we, we have separate practices. I, I think we, we hope that one day in the future, we'll be able to have more, uh, more of an opportunity to work together. Um, so at this point, we, um, we can be our, our each other's proxy or backup if somebody's out on vacation. Um, and definitely, I, I think if we had a client that we thought would be better suited, we might refer that person on. Um, but yeah, we haven't had too much opportunity to work together because of location, et cetera. Um, and just, uh, you know, figuring out how, how to run biz our, our businesses. And so a true Pisces relationship, a true <laughs> Pisces relationship. You're in two physical locales yeah. operating yeah. independently then. Yes. But willing, obviously Ben can cover back up each other as well. I mean, I understand you probably learn from each other continually. I, you know, shared experiences. Oh, all the time. Yeah. Right. I get that. I so thought it was a great example of a Pisces. It is. Is, do you have special, like more like topics that you specialize in that would differentiate you two? that like, if someone was listening saying like, they're both great, like who do I choose to go to? <laughs> um, is there anything in that regard where one of you loves doing a specific type of work and. Is that valid or? Yeah. yeah, yeah, no, we, I mean, it's so broad. You can kind of find an in with anything, but I, I'm really finding a love for psychiatric cases and, and, you know, emotional work and, and, and uh, also injuries. I, 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 I think I, I'm quite clumsy. So I've rehabbed myself from numerous injuries over the years. So I kind of just. I know I should have said that when you were talking about Uranus Mars, I was going to ask if she was accident prone. Yeah. But I know it's like kind of weird because I don't want to scare people. <laughs> and, you know, and I would have said with Keely's chart, athletics, when she said something about athletics quickly, I thought, oh, yeah, athletics is a very strong area. But I get psychiatric when you come to Aaron because of that sixth house. Right. So you really do understand mental, emotional stuff. That's, that would be a strong besides the physical in addition to the physical. Yeah. Well, this has been right. very interesting. What about you, Keely? Any special interests? Um, well, I, as Aaron said, it's really broad and I'm interested in everything, but I do see um, a lot of um, children and, and mo you know, new moms, moms trying to, to figure out how do we deal with all the, you know, household complaints um, and more, um, even more complex issues with children. So okay. I, just to make things clear, right, for, for us, um, homeopathy, like we, we don't need a, diag a, a diagnosis or a label. To, to see someone, right? Because we're looking at them holistically. We're looking at the symptom picture and we're matching that to the picture um, of a remedy. 
Um, and most of the people that we work with, they have their trusted physician and, and mm-hmm. maybe healthcare team um, and are, are managing um, their illness, but are looking for, they're looking for alternatives, right? Is there something more I can do? Is there a possibility that I can change this through um, lifestyle and other supportive measures? Um, and so that's, um, that's how we're seeing people. But we're looking, we're really looking at that mind-body connection that you, you just don't really, it, I, I feel like homeopathy is really special in this way. Yeah, I love that. So um, if the listeners want to get in touch with you, if you could each kind of do a little pitch about um, how to follow you, maybe your website, I will also put it in the notes so you don't have to worry about necessarily the spelling. I will spell it out, but how to get in touch with you if you have any specials or programs running or like what that first consult could look like if someone was interested in booking a service. You want to start, Erin? Yes. Yeah. So I'm, um, my business name and website is Similia Homeopathy. Um, yeah, the, the Similia Homeopathy.ca because it is Canadian. Um, but we, we both see people worldwide. So, um, the website's the best way to get a hold of me, you know, text, email, call. And like I said, both Keely and I do offer those free clarity calls. So if you have any doubts or questions or just even want to have a chat and learn more, that's what those are there for, because it is a bit of an unusual, you know, dive in and it's a bit of a commitment to self-exploration and, and yeah. So that's really cool. That sounds like foolproof. Like why wouldn't you just do a free call to <laughs> see what you offer? Yeah, <laughs> and Keely. And yeah, so you can find me um, at Vibeful Homeopathy, and that's V-I-B-E-F-U-L. Um, and uh, yeah, so as Aaron said, you can book a clarity call and we can talk about um, any questions you have and if homeopathy is right for you. Perfect. Awesome. Well, you ladies have been wonderful. Thank you so much for uh, kind of concluding our uh, 12th episode on the signs. I think it was perfect to have two guests. I know when mom and me first considered doing two, we were kind of overwhelmed, like, oh my gosh, is everyone going to be talking over each other? Or how can we balance uh, going back and forth between the charts? But I think you guys made it seamless. So thank you so much for being here. And with that said, that concludes our episode for today. So we look forward to speaking to you guys next week. Take care. Thank you for joining us on another episode of the Mom and Me Astrology Podcast. To keep in touch, follow us on social media at the underscore Kate Wind. And to see a list of our services and our store, you can visit our websites at thekatewind.com or maryswick.com. We'll talk to you next week.